Greetings. Welcome to Average Joe's Fantasy. I'm your host, Steve Nordyke, and we are rocking and rolling, getting ready to, for the playoffs. I think uh, next week it should be the last regular week for head-to-head. Then we start playoffs. Roto, you're in for the long haul, baby, all the way to the end of the season. So we have to discuss some strategies today to get your Roto teams moving up and to get your head-to-head teams into the playoffs. And preferably be a bye week if possible. First of all, thanks for joining us. Glad you could uh, be here with us. It's been a been a crazy couple of weeks with baseball. You know, we've had a, a few injuries, some season enders that hit my hit me particularly hard with Chris Sale and Jose Ramirez. But we're persevering, pushing through. And really, injuries in the last month aren't quite as devastating, obviously, as the beginning of the year, because you can grab a guy off the wire grab the hot hand and stick him in there. And with the last month, if you have a guy struggling, you don't have time to <laughs> figure it out. It's not like Paul Goldschmidt in uh, in April or May where you can say, oh, well, he'll turn it around eventually. If he's not hitting now, there's no turning around eventually. It's, it's a hit or get the hell out of the lineup. So you're going to have to pay attention to some people who are hot. Watch that wire uh, and work it. You know, Make it your friend. Fill up your games limits and all that stuff we talked about before. Anyways, let's start at the beginning here before we uh, get off track. My teams, my glorious teams, uh, let's start off with Average Joe's, which is uh, 73.5 points, 7th place. It's uh, not going anywhere. I will I will make no money in my own league, and I will get crushed. So that's really exciting. The rest of the leagues, though... Well, that's uh, doing pretty well. My Roto teams, fourth, first, first, third, second, third. That's every Roto team in the money except for one. And that fourth team is about a point behind third. And I think three and a half points out of second. The nice thing about that fourth place team, I'm first in all the pitching categories. First in wins, first in Ks, first in ERA, and first in whip. It's the only team I have that's dominating pitching. I think I'm a 9 or a 10 in saves. My hitting and steals and all that are like 4s and 5s and 6s. So there's room to move up. I have every confidence that that team is going to do well. I actually had a a judge on that team, and he's been terrible. Hit a home run today for me. Thank you, Aaron Judge. First, 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 and sixth. That's pretty darn good. Five in first and one in sixth. The sixth place one is sucks. That team is doing pretty poorly. I'm losing again this week. I think I'm down three to six right now. There's probably a 50-50 chance I miss the playoffs in that team. I just don't have any hitting. Everybody keeps missing time. It's terrible. People keep sitting out. So that team is not doing well. My other teams are just on a mission to annihilate. Plus, I already have the one that flamed out in the playoffs. So that one also counts. But really, right now, we're sitting pretty good. And I'm doing it based on the strategies that I've told you guys about. Make sure your DL spots are... DL spots. Make sure your injured list spots are full, your injured list, your IL. Make sure your IL spots are full. Utilize those spots. It's very important, especially in Roto. Head-to-head when you're crushing. Like, if you're winning 8-2 to two and you don't need to burn it, you know, burn up a pickup, you're going to have teams where you're going to play the 12th or 10th or 11th place team head-to-head and they're not changing their lineup. They're going to have five guys who are 
either injured or sent down or released, well, you don't need to utilize all your lineups, lineup changes for that week. You can use them for luxuries. Pick up an extra hitter if you need to. Pick up a guy on the injured list and save him for the future. What I usually do is if I'm playing somebody who's out of it on Sunday, I'll pick up starters for Monday, prepare my team. If Monday has a short, you know, a short schedule, I'll pick up a couple of hitters just so I can kind of get a leg up on my next week's opposition. It's really important to make sure, see who you're playing. If you're playing somebody who's fighting to make it in or someone who's at the top, you're going to have to use those pickups and use them. But if you're playing somebody that you're either smoking them or they're not active at all, feel free to save a pickup or two for Saturday or if it's daily changes, you can use them on Sunday. Pick up somebody for that following day. Don't waste them. So those are my teams. The good, the bad, the Votto. The good, Jonathan VR. I haven't really talked about him all year. And I have him on one team and I haven't really noticed him, which means he's doing great. If I haven't paid attention to him or have to, had to take him out of the lineup, he's doing really well. And he's hitting, he's running. So Jonathan VR, doing good. Anthony Rendon, making that push. Man, he needs to be considered seriously for MVP. He's going to be in the it's got to be in the conversation at least. You know, I get some votes, top five, something like that. Um, Mike Fultonawich, doing pretty good his last couple starts. Patrick Corbin and Aaron Judge has turned it around hitting home runs. It's nice to see him hitting some bombs. The bad, Trevor Bauer. And I'm about, I mean, I'm really about done with Bauer. I don't, I don't know if you can even really start him anymore. He's just such a liability. In a points league or a head-to-head, you can roll him out there because in a head-to-head league, who cares about ERA and whip? You're going for K's and wins and, and hopefully you can win ERA and whip sometimes too. But in a Roto league, it's really, it's almost matchup dependent now with Trevor Bauer. Jose Barrios, he's fading, fading fast. Um, it's really going to depend a lot how I consider him moving forward in a Roto League because I have him on like four teams. If he gets bombed again, it's – I don't know. if I, I probably wouldn't drop him. But like I said before, you don't have time to wait for these guys to turn it around. If you got three or four starts left and the guy is stinking it up, you're going to have to go without a hot hand. You can't wait two months down the road for him to turn it around. You're not holding on to a guy waiting for him to figure it out. If he's not figuring it out now, he's got to go. And Andrew Benintendi, been injured, sitting out, missing some games in Coors. Anybody who's listened to my live drafts knows I have Benintendi all over the place. So that's not great. Also got him, I mean, I have Benintendi and Bauer, and I think Barrios on my team that's in sixth. I also have Rizzo on that team, and he's been injured. The Votto list, really it's uh, Chris Paddock. He's been bombed, and I'm dropping him across the board. I have no interest in Paddock. Well, actually, I haven't, haven't dropped him. He's getting dropped across the board. I haven't had him. I didn't pick him up. I didn't draft him, and I'm not interested. Trey Mancini, three for his last 19, eight for his last 38, not getting it done. Hasn't homers in a couple weeks. It's tough to, to sit him because he's had such a pretty good year. If you have somebody hot, if you have Aristides Aquino or Willie Calhoun, I'm starting those guys over Mancini all day long. And really, if, if I'm, we'll talk about some strategies here in a minute. If I'm fighting for a couple points, Mancini probably isn't getting done for me. He doesn't run. He's not hitting bombs. You know, he plays in really the freaking worst team that has, has played in the last 10 years. The Orioles are terrible. So he's not really doing a whole lot for me right now. 
So he's one of the guys that I'm moving out and moving people like uh, Manuel Margot in or even uh, Malik Smith or Delano DeShields. If I'm trying, trying to catch up in bombs, I'm putting in Willie Calhoun or Fran Mill Reyes. I don't have time for Mancini to come back. Let's talk about some pickups here. Pickups, I separated them, starting pitchers and hitters. Starting pitchers, we're looking at Sandy Alcantara, depending on the matchup. Jordan Lyles did great today, and I'm on Jordan Lyles. If he's available, I'm picking him up really against most, most teams now. Denelson Lamette, high strikeouts. Can be kind of matchup dependent, but I'm going to start him in most, uh, most games. Adam Plutko. Really matchup dependent, but teams like the Tigers, he destroyed them the other night. So I'm looking at him to stream. Aaron Savale, of course, I'm starting him really across the board. If he's available in your league, grab him. Andrew Heaney, he's been dominant. He's up to about 60, 65% ownership. So if you can get him, get him. He still may be available in some, uh, some deeper leagues. Mike Montgomery. Looked really good last night. He's not a great pitcher. He's definitely more matchup dependent than the other guys, but he can strike people out. He's been doing really well. Marco Gonzalez, again, matchup dependent. And Michael Pineda, you can pitch him really against anybody. Get those strikeouts. As for hitters, some of these guys are going to be stolen base specialists. We have Manuel Margot, Delano DeShields, Malik Smith, if he's still available. And those guys are stolen base specialists. You can get John Berdy from the Marlins. I got him. I'm starting him in one of my head-to-head leagues because I have people like Justin Upton who just can't hit. So John Berdy is starting in one of my leagues. Go get Willie Calhoun. I've been saying it for a few weeks now. He's been dropping bombs. Uh, Fran Mill Reyes, also dropping bombs. Tommy Edmond, solid middle infielder. And a guy like him is somebody that, if you're behind in these middle infields or utility games played, Grab him for a game a day when there's you know only half half as many games. Grab him, make up some make up some ground. He get you some runs. Maybe he steals a base. Christian Walker, same thing. Chris Davis, who just went on the paternity list today, but he does what hits in two straight games. That's a hitting streak. So Chris Davis is the kind of guy who could, if he gets hot, carry you to the finals. You know that's a, that's a hot bat you may want to look at. We have Mauricio Dubon, who just got called up from San Francisco, uh, shortstop with a little power, a little speed. He's another guy. If if you don't have a, a shortstop playing and you're behind a few games, grab him. Try to fill up those games. You can't give away games. You have to either meet or exceed your game's limit. You have to. You cannot give away any games, especially when categories are so close, like homers or stolen bases especially. Kyle Seeger's been on a tear. He's been one of the hot pickups lately. Grab him. And Ramon Laureano as well, who should be coming back pretty soon. He was a great outfielder before he got hurt. Stash him in your IL spot. Same goes for Luke Voigt. Grab him. He's supposed to come back Friday. Could carry you this final month of the season. So grab those guys. Look for them. Whatever you do, just make sure you're reaching all your games limits. I can't stress enough how important that is. Check the wire. Because you're going to see guys who are injured get dropped. Because nobody has time for that anymore. You're going to see... I saw Carlos Correa get dropped in one of my leagues. And I was already out of pickups. So I couldn't grab him. Uh, that was disappointing. Because I really could have used him. But Carlos Correa gets dropped. I mean, that's crazy. David Price has been dropped in a couple leagues. Marco Simeon. 
got dropped. I picked him up the other day. So you're going to see guys, you know, getting dropped who are either injured or struggling, or guys who are they have a position surplus and they got to drop, you know, their second shortstop or their second second baseman or fifth outfield or whatever because they need more pitchers or they need more more some other position. So pay attention to that. It can uh, help you in this final month of the season. We have, uh, let's see, strategy to talk about next. All right, let's stay on task. Let's get this baby done. So some strategies to employ here in the final five or so weeks. In a roto, you're going to have to pay attention to your categories. It's going to be important to see where you stand amongst you know, tiers, of, of, tiers of stats. You're going to have the guy who's in first place in a category just way ahead of everybody. Maybe that's you. Great. But chances are, if you're, uh, if you're at three or four points in stolen bases, you're not going to catch the guy who's a 12. But you might be able to get the guy who's a five or a six. So see who's around you. See what it takes to move up at a point or two. In some of my leagues, that's what I, that's what I've been doing. And there's a reason why that team is now in fourth, my Royal team, instead of being in sixth or seventh. I've moved up a couple spots in steals. Moved up a couple spots in saves. See who's around you. You're going to have the bottom tier. The guy who's in last is going to have really like five steals, but they're not going to have anything. So you're probably ahead of them because they've given up. Then you're going to have three or four teams that are clumped together. Teams that are going to have like 31, 33, 35, 40, you know, steals. If you're one of those teams because you either didn't draft well or traded away your steals or you prioritized pitching or something, grab some of these stolen base guys. Like I said, Manuel Margot, Jared, Gerard Dyson, grab these guys, start them, try to catch up. It's, it's going to be important to see where you can sacrifice and where you need to move up. If you're, if you're 100 RBIs behind or if you're 100 RBIs ahead, chances are you don't need an RBI machine. You know, it's not going to do you any good. I can't tell you how frustrating it's been the past uh, week or two on these roto teams that I've been climbing with. Most of these roto teams that I have, I'm first across the board in hitting categories. First in homers or second in homers. I mean, I'm 11 and 12 in all these hitting categories except for steals. Then I'll go out and hit like six homers, 14 RBIs, hit 325 or 400 or something ridiculous, and I'm already at 12 in those categories. So what I've needed to do, because I have a couple teams that I have like a three in steals, one's a four in steals, one's like a five in steals, those are the teams where I'm sitting down guys like Mancini, maybe even Willie Calhoun, and picking up people like Margot, uh, Gerard Dyson. Margot got me a steal yesterday. And that was the one that tied me to the guy above me. I mean, eventually, once you reach that that tier, you're going to have three or four of these teams that aren't very good. Maybe they've given up or maybe a couple of them have given up. Once you pass them, it's, it could be insurmountable to go to the next level. Same with saves. So if you can grab, uh, let's say, some of these save closer guys on the wire, you have Carlos Estevez uh, or uh, Yairo Diaz. One of those guys is getting some saves or both of them. Michael Givens, he's terrible, but he's getting saves. Daniel Hudson is probably in line in Washington. Matt McGill, definitely in line in Seattle. And Ryan Stanek may be the guy to go to in Florida. And here you have five possible closers. If you're, if you're two saves behind, five saves behind, and eight saves behind, load up, on, load up on closers. Grab all these guys on the wire who get you saves. Because it doesn't matter who gives you the save. As long as you start climbing the ladder... You know, once you reach the top of that tier, you can you can lay off a little bit, you know. And the same really goes for steals. 
I'm only plugging these guys in when I have days to make up ground. Like if I'm behind in utility or behind in any of these middle infield spots or quarter infield spots, I'm picking up guys off the wire who are speed specialists. Manuel Margot, I'm starting him on a couple teams now just because I'm way behind in steals. So I have one team, I think it's a 10 in, in stolen bases. I'm never catching the guys that has an 11 and 12. Never. So it doesn't matter if I really bomb steals or not. I'm never going to catch them. I'm so far behind. Sam can be really set for saves. So pay attention to where you are in the standings. RBIs, you know, it, there's so many RBIs and strikeouts. It's a, it can be insurmountable. If you're 50 RBIs behind the guy in front of you, then forget it. You know, sit down. Sit down some of these guys who, you know, like, uh, I don't know, good gracious. I mean, yeah, sitting down Pete Alonzo, obviously, but you could sit down somebody like, oh, man. Who's an RBI machine? Eduardo Escobar, guy who's had a ton of RBIs. You could sit him down and try to grab somebody who has some speed. You know, I wouldn't sit down J.D. Martinez, but if you're way ahead in, in, in RBIs, if you're 50 ahead and 50 behind, you're in no man's land. And making a push for that guy in front of you really doesn't make sense. So you're looking at categories where it makes sense to make a push to catapult leaps and people. You know, the nice thing is about that team in mine that's in fourth. Like I said, I'm in first in all these pitching categories. So when Garrett Cole goes out and, and dominates, it doesn't do me any good. You know, it, it doesn't hurt me, but it's not like I'm making up ground. When I hit some bombs, when Judge starts getting hot, I'm going to start climbing. And I mean, I'm not going to climb from a four or five in homers to a 12, but I don't need to. I need to climb one or two in each category, get me five or six points, and then I'm sitting in second, and I'm taking them away from uh, the guy who's in second now. So if I can climb, I'm looking at second, maybe first. It's not out of the realm of possibility, but you know, at least second. So critically important, see where you are in these categories, stolen bases especially, saves especially, Grab guys off the wire that can help you. Billy Hamilton last year helped me. Helped me win a league. Because he was stealing. He looked like eight bases in the last month. That's what you need. I wouldn't say grab Billy Hamilton now because he's even worse this year than he was last year. But Gerard Dyson, he steals. Delano DeShields, he steals. Manuel Margot got me a steal. Stolen base yesterday. Bomb those categories. Don't chase. Don't chase uh, the unicorn. If you're if you're 25 homers behind, you're not going to catch them. Make sure you keep your your advantage over the guy behind you, but look for categories where you can improve. If you don't need to have a bunch of sluggers in the lineup, go ahead and take one or two out and go for steals. Try to it's going to be easy. They're all packed together. So that's our that's our strategy tidbit for today. With head-to-head leagues, it's a little bit easier. You know, it's it's basically bomb starters. Bomb starters and grab all these closers. Try to win wins. Try to win strikeouts. If you're if you're grabbing if you're grabbing uh, I don't know Hudson and Givens and McGill, you could win that category with three saves for a week. You know, I mean, it, it, there's not a lot of saves going around. Same with steals. That's that's another category where you can just steal it from the opponent. Uh, pun intended. You go going ahead and grab Manuel Margot. And Delano to Shields, there's a pretty good chance you can win that category with two steals. And it seems a little bit ridiculous, but nobody's running. So if you can grab a guy who's got some speed, do it. Steal those categories. If you know your hitting's not, not, not great, 
you know, go ahead and steal steals. Maybe you can get average, but you can definitely go get wins, strikeouts, hopefully get some saves. And you're going to have weeks, you know, where you just, everybody, everything goes right and you crush the guy in, in, in ERA and whip. But if you're trying to make up ground, go for those categories now because there are closers available on the wire. Beginning of the season, there weren't any. Everybody's, everybody's grabbing every closer possible. But now we got really five guys here who could grab, grab saves at any minute. You could go from you could go from punting saves to having five closers, especially if you have been punting saves. In in a, in a roto league or head to head league, if you've been punting saves all year, or you have one guy, so you have like twenty two saves, or maybe you just have Brad Hand, you know, and you have whatever he you know twenty eight or whatever he how many saves he has, you go grab four or five of these guys, you are going to climb two or three spots easy because you're going to have two guys in front of you have already quit, or maybe they're punting saves too. If you have a guy in head to head. See who you're playing the next couple weeks. If they have five closers already, oh, well, then forget about it. You know, grab all starters or grab a bunch of hitters. If they have no closers or they have one, grab some of these guys off the wire, steal that category, and uh, make a push. The most important thing right now for head-to-head is to get your team in the playoffs. If you're sitting anywhere from seven to nine, if you're five games back or seven, you know, five to ten games back, it's not insurmountable. You can do it. You just have to be smart with your pickups, see who you're playing, and see where you can grab a category here and there. Roto, I'd say right now in Roto, if you're if you're 10 points out of the money, you're still in it. Easy. For third place. I think if you're 20 points out, you're done. <laughs> but if you're 10 or in, you have a definite shot. At least to grab third. You know, because you're gonna have obviously if you're 10 points back, you're down in some of these categories. And you might need to readjust your strategy like we talked about with stolen bases or some of these guys on the wire who who could grab you a cheap save here and there. Pay attention to who's getting saves. Pay attention to who's running. See who's getting called up. This guy I mentioned earlier, Mauricio Doban, he's got power and speed. You might want to grab him. It's going to be important that you pay attention to who's hitting leadoff on some of these teams. Look at some box scores. See who's stealing bases. See who's... the last two weeks, stolen base leader or the, or the stolen base leader for July. Grab some of these guys off the wire, plug them in, and climb up. Now, you're not going to climb up 10 spots in steals, but if you get two or three, that could be the difference that you need to get from fourth or fifth to third. Same thing with wins. Grab, make sure, make sure your starting pitchers are getting that innings limit in. And there's a little thing we talked about before last year and and it's a little sneaky trick that I have that we'll talk about more in detail once the season starts to wind down a little bit. But when it comes to starting pitching, you have 1,400 innings in a Yahoo League. Don't finish with 1,405. I mean, unless you're way ahead. Last year, I one of my leagues, I was way ahead, so I didn't have to do this. But if you're looking to compete and fight for one of these payout spots, you're going to need to exceed those limits. Same thing with utility, same thing with outfield. And you can exceed the limits, and those stats count. It's called bombing. Bomb the pitchers, bomb the utility, bomb the outfield. You know, when you have one category or one guy per position, you have one first baseman, you're going to get 162 games. But when you have three outfielders, well, you get to 161 games, and then the next day you play all three outfielders, so you're going to finish with 160. You know, you're going to finish two extra games. Same thing with utility. You get to one game below the, lim- the limit, and the next next day you put in two guys and you exceed it by one. 
Starting pitching is the same thing, except you can get to 1,399 innings or as close to that as possible. And then you can start nine guys. You know, get nine starters and start them all. All those innings count. It's a strategy that I've used before. And I've been able to jump as many as seven and a half points on the final day of the season. Obviously, if you're 150 strikeouts and 10 wins behind, it's not going to work. But with wins so tight, you could be one win behind a guy, two wins behind a guy. Maybe maybe they're tied at two wins ahead of you. Then four wins ahead. You know, you could be four four points up for grabs and, and, and wins. Strikeouts, you could be one or two behind. And if you have a great game, your whip could really uh, really do well. If you're sitting in fourth, then, then go for it. If you're in second or third, I don't think I would do it. I tried it once, and I ended up finishing fourth because the guys got hammered. But if you're already out of the money, then go for it. I mean, you could grab two or three points in wins, one or two points in strikeouts, two to three points in whip, maybe a point in ERA. I mean, you're looking at five or six or seven points, possibly, that you could jump. So you could go from 75 up to 80, 81, second place. You go, you know, it's, it's, it's not that hard to do. But you, once you get 1,400 innings, you're finished. You know, if you, if you finish the day with 1,402, then every inning after, you know, the, the following days is finished. So make sure you're, you're measuring those innings out. Unless you want to bomb them all at once before the season's really ending. But I like to do it, you know, the last, one of the last three days of the season. So I don't want anybody else rebombing me. If I'm bombing somebody and I jump up five or six points, I don't want the guy to be like, oh man, I need to do that too. And they do the same thing to me the next day and, you know, season over and I lose. I love doing it on the last day. I love doing it on the second to last day. Whatever works out. So that's it for the episode today. Thanks everybody for hopefully hanging in there. Hopefully you got a little bit of little bit of strategy you can use. If you have any questions about, you know, what you can do to try to move up or players you should play or, you know, send me your categories. Send me your, your league rankings. Show me where you are positioned and I can tell you what I would do. Uh, because so far doing what I would do has worked out pretty well for me. You know, like I said, I'm, uh, all my, all my head to head teams are in playoff position right now, except for the one I already lost. We don't want to talk about that one. <laughs> and all my Roto teams are in the money except for ones and fourth, which will be the money. That one's definitely going to be the money. So we're looking at a great season. Never know what's going to happen in the finals, but get your team in the finals first. God willing, you get one of these bye weeks. So you're playing for money no matter what. And then uh, we can have a little recap and send me some of your success stories. Send me some of your uh, sad stories and we can we can talk about it. I answer all the emails. So, oh, I didn't even tell you my email address. avgjoesfantasy at yahoo.com. avgjoesfantasy at yahoo.com. Send me a line. Please review us on iTunes. It really, really helps. I can't tell you how much it helps. It's uh, it's super important. It helps us move up, gives us a little bit more, a uh, little more street cred, and hopefully we can enlarge this community we have and uh, keep moving forward. So that's all we got today. Thank you, everybody. Average Joe's out. <laughs>